This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Fifteen seconds left. Here we go. Don't reach it. <laughs> oh, we're officially live. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hi. Now everybody can see us. Hopefully everybody can hear us well. Let me open the chat, make sure we can see all the people that tuned in nice and early to join us. What's up? Oh, I see Capricious Nature, Renegade in there. Uh oh. Cool. Steve's in there. All the all the guys from Sirenscape, as expected. Uh, let's see. I see Vampire in there. That's great. Everybody coming in nice and early. Lone Jedi, Dan Servo. Hell yeah. What's up, everybody? Um, so yeah, this is the official uh, Sirenscape weekly Cyberpunk Red gameplay. Hey, what's up, PWB, Graphite Dragon? I see everybody hopping in. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, we're going to do this every Thursday. Uh, today is going to be our official session zero, so it's going to be a little different. We're not going to get into you know the gameplay or have that sort of uh, session. We wanted to kind of show off how to have a proper session zero. Um, it also gives you a chance to meet all these great players, uh, get introduced to their awesome characters, and kind of see how they all know each other through their life path and how we're going to step into this world starting next Thursday. So uh, before we get started, I, I want to go around uh, the table here. And have everybody just, you know, introduce themselves uh, first, you know, who you are, what you do, where people can find you, that sort of thing. Um, and then just introduce your character. Let's not dive into details about, you know, how the character looks and life path. Just, you know, introduce the character's name and what role they are. Um, but let, let's, let's do that first. Let's start with uh, Ellen. You want to start it off? Yeah, sure. Uh, hello, everyone. My name. Ellen Graham and I am a proud member and creative for Baby Beard Media where we do a role-playing podcast where every season is a different game. Uh, we were very, very lucky to be able to play the beta for Cyberpunk Red and uh, yeah, we're just wheeling and dealing all over the place and uh, my background is I work in theatre and I have my own theatre company so uh, I should be better accents but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do awesome. All the gameplay I've seen you do, I love your role playing. I'm so happy to have you with us, man. I'm really excited. Well, thank you. It's such an honor to be on. Hell yeah. Uh, Rocket Fox, you want to take it from there? Yeah. Hello, everybody. I am Rocket Fox. Um, you can pretty much find me anywhere you look up Rocket Fox things online. If you say my name three times, they may mysteriously appear behind you, so be careful. <laughs> that um but yeah i uh i'm over on my own channel doing a lot of stuff and um we actually just finished the first season of we did a run of a cyberpunk red which we were calling it cyberpunk sonata which was uh i would liken it to a gang soap opera and a saturday morning cartoon that just like face smushed into each other and that was a lot of fun <laughs> Uh, so I really dug that a whole bunch. Um, but yeah, I do some podcasting stuff here and there. And I just show up in weird places. 
Super excited to do this, though. So that's that's me. Yeah. And your character? Um, did we mention uh, that? Ellen, did you mention your character? Did we skip, oh no! Sorry, uh, I am. I'm sorry, Rocket. <laughs> no, please, uh, please, please take it. Take the floor. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Take the stage. Uh, I'm playing a rocker called Ali Katz, who specializes in more adult entertainment. Let's say. Nice. Back Over to you. To you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh! This does give me opportunity to say I. I I actually do theater as well, so I'm super excited uh, to work with Ellen. Um, but yes, my my character is Hades, uh, who is a net runner, who you would not think this by the name, but is super kawaii and um, is a gamer and uh, got into the net running scene that way. But um, when actually in the system, uh, the avatar is... Uh, a very pale guy with like horns and stuff like that. So people just don't know. People just don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that, and I can't wait to see Excellent. the interaction. Uh, I, th I think I'm not sure if that changed with the how Alley Cat says. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ellen, but. <laughs> I think the style is, is it, am I wrong? We we might be um, two peas in a pod. That which might is be fun. That I might, feel yeah. like he's in pod. Also, I I do have to say, um, in seeing, I'm going to be wearing these next time. But in seeing your um. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ex so. Except you have the nice version, <laughs> awesome. and I have the Amazon Kids version. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they are very cute. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Two gamers on the team. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Going going over to Phil. Uh, a lot of you might oh, recognize right. Phil. He was uh, GM for the official Artalsorian uh, Sirenscape weekly gameplay that just ended. Uh, you can check that out on the Sirenscape YouTube. All the VOD is there. Um, and also these live streams will be there as well. And we're, I'm going to be putting uh, these episodes in podcast form on the Cyberpunk Uncensored podcast. Um, so that'll be great too. But yeah, Phil's on the uh, getting to play this time, which is really fun. Uh, so yeah, Phil, why don't you introduce yourself and your character? Hello, yes. Uh, I'm Phil. Uh, I am also a quarter of Baby Beard Media with Ellen. So we work together quite quite closely. We um, went to the same acting school, both theatre kids. Um, and uh, yeah, we have this, this this podcast and I am sort of the cyberpunk specialist for our, our podcast. So I wrote a 2020 campaign. I wrote our red campaign, Feed the Beast. And yeah, and very recently you would have seen me on here DMing out on a limb, which was like a role play heavy um, uh, conspiracy style game, uh, a limited series of eight episodes, which I'm really proud of. So please check that out. I uh, also made a, a cool kind of like custom setting for Cyberpunk Red as well, which I'm working on um, releasing as soon as I can. Um, and yes, I'm known for my my accents, my various <laughs> American accents, including my favorite, which I trotted out during the campaign, which was. Uh, Bit of a southern brawl. Nice. <laughs> uh, a lovely character named Kitty Kicks. Anyway, this time I'm a player, which I'm very excited about. I love playing. Uh, I have a med tech in John John's game. But this time I am playing a solo, which is a little against type for me, so I'm very excited. I'm playing a solo called Bud, who is a bit of a, a freewheeling nihilist who believes uh, talk is cheap and life is cheaper. Oof. Hell yeah, that's going to be exciting. Uh, it's it's always uh, interesting when a character li lives lives it hard and fast in the in the realm of cyberpunk. You know what I mean? Classical punk, full mohawk. It's the whole deal. 
exactly. <laughs> we're gonna get you a wig. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's get the uh, the mic and stage over here to Brandon. Why don't you introduce yourself and then tell you know your character? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm Brandon Perkins. And uh, you may recognize me from other live streams, such as Realm Smiths Into the Mist and <laughs> and uh, Realm Smiths um, uh, Tides of Wildmount as well. So uh, I've been doing stuff with Realm Smith for a number of years now. I also do work with uh, Mithril Armory. Um, uh, most of the streaming I've done in the past is uh, Fifth Edition uh, Dungeons and Dragons. So this is my first delve into cyberpunk but i've been excited for this for a very long time uh so uh, i can't wait to just dive in um i am wearing part of my costume not the whole thing today um but my character uh his name is rush uh his real name is arlo sims uh, and he speaks with a real southern drawl something sort of like this and he's he's a fixer and he's the kind of guy that you would trust a lot of times because he's a little charismatic you know, he's the kind of guy that he will inspire trust in you and you'll believe in him. And then when you're least expecting it, he might just stab you in the back. <laughs> but he's good to his real friends, just so you know. <laughs> good. Oh, I love that. That gives me so much life. <laughs> yeah, I'm already excited about all these characters. I, lo- I love the energy behind it. And I can't wait, like, like we said, official session one next week to see you know, all these characters fully come to life. Uh, you know, for anybody watching, this is more on the on the player side, our, our session zero, uh, you know, I think uh, we're going to get more into the characters and role play and stuff like that starting next week. Um, but that being said, at least now we've done a proper intro- introduction of all the players. Myself, I'm Rob Mulligan, I'm the founder of Cyberpunk Uncensored, which is basically a home base for everything and anything cyberpunk. Uh, we do live gameplay. I do crash course tutorials, interviews. Um, we feature live artists and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I mean, just too much to mention. If you go to cyberpunkuncensored.com, you'll see links to everything we have going on and check it all out. We have a bunch of free assets there as well. Um, so if you're into playing or GMing, you can go there and we have all kinds of auto-filling character sheets, cyber deck sheets and um, scream sheets and just so much uh, free content and assets from the community that, that joins us and puts it out. It's great. So go check that out. Um, yeah, and I saw Realm Smith in the chat. I see my beautiful wife, Val Mulligan, in the chat. What's up, everybody? That's great. I'm glad everybody's tuning in. Um, and just to let everybody know, when we play, um, I'm very involved with chat. So we're going to you know focus on the game, obviously, as we go. But if you have ideas to contribute or commentary, feel free. Put it in. Uh, myself and players, we're, you know, we, we check it often, and maybe we'll get you involved a bit in the game, maybe using your ideas and stuff. It's always a lot of fun to do that and have the interaction. Um, But yeah, that being said, let's get into uh, our official session zero. Uh, Before we get into, you know, the characters, life path stuff, how everybody knows each other, let's first talk about gameplay. Let's talk about, uh, you know, how I play as a GM and then, you know, how you guys feel about it, where your lines and veils and such are. For me, um, you know, if you haven't seen anything I do with Cyberpunk Uncensored, uh, it's usually intense. Uh, you know, I try to balance role play with combat, with, you know, solving mysteries and things. I love to put layers on plots and offer options for side arcs and things, obviously. Um, but, you know, that being said, I, I do when it gets into combat and it gets into, uh, 
sticky situations. I, I do get a little bit graphic. I'm okay with that when it comes to violence. I don't go overboard. Um, if there's a kill or a crit injury, I might pass the mic to you as the player so you can describe it as comfortable as you want to. I'll, I might say, hey, why don't you describe how you just took that, that enemy's life or something along those lines, and then you can get as graphic as you want. Um, the things that I don't get into is, uh, you know, I'm not going to get graphic if things involve like seduction or, you know, shit like that. I'm not trying to turn this into a rated X stream, you know. Um, I'm not going to, uh, overuse of, uh, cuss words, you know, excessive swearing. I'm going to try to avoid that. Maybe try to use the word frack and certain cyberpunk slang. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, Sirenscape would like to keep this somewhat PG. We can have it raw and real, but you know, it doesn't need to be every other word, you know. Um, the other thing is uh, the obvious things. Like, I, I don't want to get into, you know, racism, homophobia, violence, you know, uh, describing violence against, like, animals, children, all that sort of touchy subject stuff. I also don't like real-world politics and shit like that drawn into the gameplay. Um, you know, if it mirrors that in-game, that's fine. And, and you know, in Cyberpunk, obviously, things are corrupt and crazy and twisted and that can be there, but we're not going to use like real world references, obviously. Um, you know, that being said, I think that covers kind of all of my bases of what I'm comfortable with. Um, I'd like to go around the table here. I'll, I'll allow each person to kind of tell me where your boundaries are, how you feel about what I just said. Also keeping in mind, I know sometimes people's limitations and things, they don't want to discuss that publicly. So after we stream this, any of you know you as players want to send me a private message with hey by the way can we avoid these subjects or this or that feel free to do that and you know I'll, I'll account for that and we'll we'll get into that because I I know sometimes you don't want to you know we don't want to talk about certain things publicly um, but that being said let's go around the table Ellen uh, how do you feel about all that and uh, you know, yeah on yeah your thoughts. no I feel I feel really great uh, I'm I'm all okay for gore and violence. I think cyberpunk by its nature is a pretty graphic and, um, but in a kind of like that eighties, you know, cheesy way of like total recall, just like and stuff happens and limbs get blown off. And I am so down with that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess, um, yeah, my lines are, are, are similar. I, I don't like the use of slurs in games. I, I recognize that, you know, we want to reflect the world and, and naturally some people will just be crap and, and, you know, there will still be lots of isms and xenophobia. Um, but yeah, I don't like the, the use of actual real life slurs that, that can, you know, um, hurt people in the game, but also in the chat and now our audience. Um, and a real hard line for me is I, I don't, uh, uh, want to see any kind of sexual violence um, depicted in in games. Cyberpunk's bleak enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much. I'm I'm a very like heavy role player, um, and so I love to kind of chip in with, you know, may eyes and um, you know. I guess this is a great experience for session zero. Kind of, you know, what if our characters were buddies or blah 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 um but i always want to make sure that i'm being respectful so if if someone's like hey stop telling me uh, uh stop feeding backstory into my character yeah. then just tell me to shut up i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> that so that's me sense. perfect and that makes perfect sense i love it um uh rocket fox what do you think yeah, I would have to agree with everything um, and would say that pretty much everything for me has been covered by uh, the the previous two things here. Um, you know, I 
yeah, I pretty much agree. Uh, normally, I n most of the games I play, I tend to play a little chaotic personas uh, who tend to involve a little violence in a kind of weird camp sort of way. Uh, for example, like when we were running the uh, Cyberpunk Sonata game, my character had a severed hand that she carried around just <laughs> fun. Um, when that one got old, she got a new one because you know you can't. Those things don't age well, right? Um, like bread. <laughs> it is. It is. First growing mold. You got to get yourself a new one. But um, you know, so I I very much love digging deep into just unexpected. Uh, it's not. It sounds bad when I say digging deep into unexpected violence, but uh, you know, in a in kind of a fun way. <laughs> um, but I think as far as the lines and veils go, I would agree with what everyone here has said um you know uh sticking away from sexual violence um you know any language that would be a slur adjacent um you know again just for people in the game but also for the chat and people watching later listening to podcasts things like that um you know it's reflective of the real world i can appreciate um but we also don't have to dig into some stuff that is, we know, we know that it's there, you know, and I don't think we have to gratuitously go into that just to be like, it's in your face, it's in your face. So. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. No, well put. Um, Phil, anything to add? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to broadly agree with, with the others. Um, I, I have a particular sort of, um, issue around ableism uh, i work with uh people with disabilities uh as my day job and i'm a stepfather to a uh, disabled young man so yeah that stuff kind of hits quite close to home so any of that stuff is a, is a real hard line for me um otherwise as the others have said you know it's a violent game you've got to have a little bit of you know arms coming off shoots of blood and stuff obviously you know going overboard gets a bit weird but you, you can't have cyberpunk without a little bit of uh, uh as ellen says 80s style kind of schlock violence um right uh, as as an assimilated aussie i do swear a bit so mm. <laughs> i'll try and keep a lid on that <laughs> as dm i didn't always manage that as well so <laughs> we'll see how i go people can poke me if i start swearing too much Okay. Uh, I'm okay with, with kind of, you know, uh, veiled sexual content. Obviously, no sexual violence. We don't need that in our games. Not what we're here to explore. And I, I know all of us are on board with that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, um, uh, the pleasures of the flesh are something that's very prevalent in, uh, in uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, we've got an adult entertainer on the team. So I personally am comfortable discussing sort of things of a sexual nature especially in you know a sex positive way i think that's fine we don't we don't need to get into like graphic descriptions of what happens but plenty of room to talk about flirting or what people are up to with a veil behind it that's totally fine by me um yeah and and i think you know uh uh i i just want to highlight that this is an awesome best practice and i i, I love having these discussions uh prior game and it's it's great and considerate of rob to do this especially having this open channel behind the scenes as well for things that you might be sensitive about yeah i think that's about me perfect no it makes perfect sense i love it um brandon 
Um, yeah, so I definitely agree 100% with the sexual violence. It's something that's uh, really uncomfortable for me. Um, but I think also violence against children is huge uh, with me. Anybody that knows me from previous streams, that's always been a, a trigger for me and my characters, where if kids are getting hurt, uh, then someone's going to die. So <laughs> um, for me, that's that's a really touchy subject. So uh, that's, yeah, um, on top of everything that's been said. Uh, that's the only thing I, I would add an extra emphasis on because um, that's tough. And and thanks for doing the Session Zero uh, streamed as well. It's the first time I've been a part of a live Session Zero. Um, it's cool to actually get to do this as a communal thing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. My pleasure. You know, I, I always do Session Zeros live uh, with all my gameplay I stream. Um, and this is no different. I think it's important, you know, to put it out there. And I think it's a great opportunity for you know, fans and people and part of the community that are tuning into the stream or the archived VOD to really get to know the players and the characters um, and how they all know each other, like what we're about to get into about life path stuff. I think it just, I don't know, it really um, helps people get invested in the story and the characters and all that. It just brings them to life. I love it. Um, but then, it, like like we said, it also covers all bases and lines and veils and all that. It makes sure that gameplay moving forward can be a positive uh, sort of experience, you know? We can have the most fun with it. Um, and just back on, like, the whole, you know, children and animal things, like, yeah, obviously, uh, I, I do want to add one thing, like, not going to get into graphic stuff about that, don't even have any of that planned, but if it does come up, by all means, it'll be, you know, brushed over lightly, and there will definitely be an opportunity to mess up the people, <laughs> you know, if they're doing anything to children or animals or whatever. Um, I'm a fan of people uh, getting what they deserve. I'm not a fan of describing that when it comes to that. Now, adults and human, you know, adult humans, no problem describing that, that violence. You know, I feel like most adult humans might deserve it a little bit. But uh, when it comes to ch children and cute little animals and stuff, ah, I don't like that. <laughs> so I'm glad we all agree. Um, but yeah, anybody after this wants to send me a message with anything else, uh, you know, to cover in private, go for it. Uh, let's get into this session zero. I want to bring up, uh, let's see here. I want to bring up some Sirenscape sounds. Um, I know I've got a little bit of, uh, let's see. I want to make sure it's not too loud here. I know sometimes I get the, the sirens going a little bit loud. It's Sirenscape, so... Oop, we're getting some of the music there. Let's stop, <laughs> let's stop the music. Let's get, uh, here we go, we'll fade that. Even though that's my past band, I love doing VO, uh, voiceover work and uh, having my music in the Sirenscape sound sets, but I'm going to remove that for this session zero so it's not distracting. <laughs> just wanted a little bit of city noise in the background just for fun. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's let's. We're, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go around the table. Everybody in roll twenty. Make sure you open up your character sheet, get to the life path uh, section, and we're basically going to uh, have each person describe their life path. Um, before you get into life path, let's do this first. You know, describe your character a little more in detail. Describe what we're looking at. You know, if there's any visual, uh, you know, cyberware or weapons. If there's things that are hidden that maybe you wouldn't see just right off the bat, you don't have to describe stuff like that. Um, just face value sort of things and maybe a little bit about the personality. And then let's get into life path. And while you're describing your character's life path, I know we kept some things vague. We didn't name certain parts because we, we want to intermix, you know, each other's characters. So while everybody's describing their character life path, I want everybody else... You know, looking at your own life path and thinking of ways that it can intermix. You know, we're all creative thinkers here. I'd love everyone to 
you know, let's all help each other intertwine these life paths. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, let's go for it. Let's uh, let's start with you, Alan. Rob, I thought Hi. You might well, well, give the team give the give the kind of team overview. Like oh yeah, that before. Oh, yeah, yeah so let's can, do that. So we er, can tie that all together. No, Good great idea, idea great idea. Um, and then that way everybody watching too kind of knows exactly what's up. Um, this isn't a you know just a normal edge runner team starting off with okay we all know each other let's try to do gigs together or whatever. We're we're starting this team off working for District PD up in the Upper Marina. Uh, District PD is kind of a new thing. It just started up over the past year. Uh, usually there's NCPD. District PD started. It's funded by partially by the council. There's some independent investors as well. NCPD recognizes district PDs as helping, um, but they don't have any power in other districts. Uh, they're trying to basically help out and make the city, you know, good, fight crime, all that, all that good stuff. Our team works for Upper Marina District PD, but they're part of an investigative task force that's kept off the books. You know, District PD knows that they're temporary. They might not be here to last, um, and they're constantly threatened by NCPD, by in the investors of the council. When things aren't going right, things go wrong for their district. You know, they threaten pulling funding, things like that. So the District PD knows sometimes they got to work outside of the laws and kind of bend the rules a little to make sure their district is safe and, and up and functioning properly so they can get that funding and continue their services. That's where our team comes into play. All, all of our players here, their characters are... Basically, they were recognized as being an edge runner team. Maybe you guys were working together in the past. Maybe you've known each other. You know, we're going to get into that with the life path. But District PD, uh, you know, found you all or you've all found each other there. We're going to get into that, like I said. And uh, you work as that sort of off the books investigative task force. Um, so that that's what it is. So and now chat knows, too. So as we're going through life path, if anybody in chat has ideas or, you know, things to contribute, go for it. We're, we're paying attention. We'd love, uh, you know, all contributions. So. All right, Alan, back to you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a, a, a little pop-in from a housemate. So, <laughs> uh, everyone in the chat, hey, who's casting fellow actors? I've got a house full of them. Go for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yes, so Ali Katz is, um, she's a young adult entertainer who kind of... Um, you know, earns her eddies by doing creative brain dances and and kind of streaming in a kind of twitch way to to her kind of beloved fans and um, you know audience who just who love that intense little parasocial relationship that they kind of uh, are able to cultivate through her. Um, in terms of personality, yeah, she is very like I've kind of based her on in equal parts Betty Page, but also mainly um, Belle Delphine. So it's a real <laughs> merging of the two. Um, so I feel like um, we're going to get along very well, Rocket. Um, yeah, she kind of plays up that very um, uh, almost demure, but with always the sense that she's the one in control if this is a, a job that relies on her meat and her kind of physicality and her presence, then by God, she's going to use it and she's going to be the one in control and she's going to be the one getting the eddies for it. Um, she, in appearance, um, she's kind of uh, uh, smaller than you'd think. She's kind of like, you know, five four, five five, and she is petite, but um, she also has a, a crazy high 
body, which I've kind of justified through the work of she works in a physical industry. Um, she has to make sure that, you know, she kind of exercises. There's a lot of focus on appearance. Um, she's a she's a very um, talented dancer, obviously, because that's in her skill set, which she can utilize for these really beautiful, sensual dances. Uh, she's also a bit of a contortionist, which, again, is all kind of things that she can add to her shtick. Um, uh, she has kind of records her own her own brain dances, and she does have a little kind of very special friend that might come out for her more high paying audience members, uh, which is a cyber snake, um, which is the yeah, <laughs> uh, which kind of kind of wah, pokes out, um, <laughs> and yes, it is a bit uh, anime. Um, uh, anime beginning with an H. Um, uh, <laughs> did I do okay? Um, tentacle thing. She kind of plays with the whole. I'm so cute. I'm so cute. Actually, no. Wait, I'm a monster. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and she got. She's got um, usually long hair that because it's tech hair it changes color she's you know she she loves to she loves to to do right by her audience so it's always a gimmick what color is my skin going to be next week what color is my hair you know vote in chat and um chuck a few eddies my way and maybe maybe i'll i'll do your preference kind of thing um so that's that's kind of her in a little nutshell awesome um yeah Sorry, when sometimes when I talk too long without anyone interrupting me, I'm like, "Someone save me from <laughs> no, myself." That's perfect. No, that was great. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I'd rather get a, a good feeling for the characters, you know. Um, yeah, let's get into she the... also has a. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention one of her weapons, which I had to ask Rob about. <laughs> so, it's just like me on Facebook, like, "What kind of melee weapon would a whip be?" I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so she, you know, because it's kind of the entertainment, it's pushing physical boundaries. Um, she has a whip that's like, a, it's a cat o' nine tails, but it's an, it's a kitty nine tails. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, it's like a fiber optic whip. And each like end has like a tiny little cat head. Because you got to keep brand integrity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And that's me. And I'll handball it over. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Phil, tell us about Bud. Okay, so yeah, uh, Bud is a solo, uh, which means he's good at killing people. Um, uh, he's good at killing people because he's not really attached to the world in any meaningful way. Um, so he, uh, in appearance at least, he, he's like really classical punk. He's got a big mohawk. Uh, he wears, you know, jackets with spikes. He's got piercings. Um, yeah, so I really wanted to model him on the on the real kind of like hardcore '80s punk aesthetic, um, you know, with with plaid and boots and and crazy hair. He um, uh, he has his neural neural implants and a subdermal grip for his gun, uh, and one of his legs is actually a medical grade cyberware, so not a full um expensive cyber limb but he's he's lost a leg in the past and he's had it replaced mm -hmm. so he's got a bit of a, a background of, of of literally being uh 
adrift because he 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 grew up on a drift nation, which is one of these floating cities um, out, out there in the in the sea where things are a bit kind of loosey goosey. Um, and he sort of he quite literally kind of drifted ashore one one day into Night City after the search for something something bigger after his whole family was scattered to the wind um and so he he has a couple of friends on the street but otherwise you know he doesn't have anyone he's really attached to so um because of that he is kind of out there trying to feel alive by by thrill seeking by throwing himself into dangerous situations and and generally just being kind of nihilistic you know life life is short and and dangerous so why not just throw yourself into it so he's not a nihilist in the kind of edgy kind of broody way he's very he's very open and jovial and fun about everything being totally meaningless so yeah that's that's bud nice awesome uh rocket fox and do you, would you rather is it rocket or fox what do you prefer um i'm going rocket like rocket like the rockets. okay yeah, <laughs> that's ro- that's my that's my dancing people <laughs> Perfect. Okay, Rockette, tell us. Uh, yeah, tell us about uh, her character. Yeah. So Hades, um, she's cute. She's real cute. Uh, and I, I feel like I can't talk about her without going into my kawaii voice because she's she's so cute. She's adorable. She's just a little kawaii girl. You know, she she has bright, colorful hair and pigtails. And you know, she she initially became a netrunner because she's really into gaming. And she loves gaming, and she's kind of a little bit of a prodigy. But if people cross her, she cut. She will cut you. She is very competitive. She is not into it. She will. She will. GG noob. Easy, please. Nice. <laughs> Let us know. You know. And so, and so, she ended up. That's why her her um, avatar is uh, you know this real fierce looking. Like I imagine, if anyone, oh. God, I guess it's kind of an old anime now. Uh, Vampire Hunter D. Anyone, anyone out there? Um, but picture like some some nice spirally horns going on there. Um, some something akin to this, right. but uh, but also a cigar. Um, so just because. Hmm. But anyway, so when people meet her, kind of in systems and stuff, they don't know. Also, she goes by Hades, so people don't know who they're dealing with really, because um, she used to work with a lot of fixers. That well, I, I guess she still does, but um, you know that was kind of her deal, especially before getting in with the group. Um, and I, I do, I feel like she and Alley Cats probably crossed <laughs> paths in some way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to uh, to go back around and dive into life path stuff now in detail. Yeah. Uh, n- now getting a feel for these characters. Um, but any, anything else to add? Any visual weapons, cyberware along those lines? Yes. Yes, she has, um, so she has the uh, neural link and interface, plug, like wrist interface plugs because, uh, but she also has two cyber eyes because she uses virtuality um, so she can also see what's going on. But she also has, um, it, it is called the Hellbolt. It is, uh, it, it stops cyberware because it's an electronically based gun. Nice. Because she's Hell not, yeah. She is not gonna mess around with that. Yeah, I'm a fan of, of <laughs> nut, nut runners. It's like the microwave, right? It's a what? Uh, it's like the microwave in the standard rules, but you call it a hell. Yeah, kind of. Keep it a different name. That is rad. I love that gun. That's yeah. so cool. 
She doesn't yep. want people getting near her. Yeah, microwavers are yeah, badass. Um, she's a little gal. She can shoot them once at. Yeah, no, and I'm a fan of uh, net runners that go the route of uh, you know the internal virtuality goggles and try to. Uh, it's very ninja-like. I feel with getting on the net. I love that. Um, Brandon, tell us about Rush. So, <clears throat> Rush, um, he grew up uh, among nomads as part of a transport crew that would move uh, product from Canada down to the southern states. Um, his parents were, you know, are both from Louisiana, but they both also are from, uh, like their, their parents beyond that were from Calgary. So he's descended from Canadians, uh, much like myself. Uh, so, uh, but he really adopted the, the Southern lifestyle, um, living, you know, in, uh, on, on the road and everything as well. Um, hence the accent and, and the cowboy hat and everything. Um, he values friendship most. And that's something that anybody that knows him will know that because one of the things he'll often say is chum, chumba, chumba, my friend, you know, um, <laughs> it just just ins- to inspire confidence. Um, but you also know that if he says that to you, you're probably not one of his closest friends. That's, that's what he says to people he wants to think he's, you know, that he's really sucking up to, uh, to his closest friends, which, uh, which I hope uh, you guys end up being. <laughs> um, he would say something, something uh, he'd have more of like an intimate pet name or nickname for each of you. Um, but for anybody that's not his friend, he has the capacity to completely to turn on them when the opportunity strikes, if it is required. Um, and a lot of times it has been required. Um, so he's well known as a fixer, um, but underneath it all, um, he people in the shadows also know that he you know has. A dark side as well. Uh, he also has a bit of a flair for sunglasses, and he'll swap them out from time to time, um, just yes! because he likes to change up his mirror shades. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's very reflective. I know. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've got more on the way. Thanks, Amazon. Uh, <laughs> But that's awesome. one of the things that he likes to do. He regularly changes out his mirror shades. Um, and beneath those mirror shades is something he never lets people see, which are his cyber eyes, uh, which he can use to see in the dark and see through smoke, uh, which also helps him as he does his fixer work and scouting out different locations. Perfect. Awesome. I love him already. So now let's let's go back around the table and let's focus on life path. Now, I feel like we all have a good idea of, you know, the character's personality generally speaking you'll obviously get more into meeting all these as we go and interact but i'm in the look and such you know but let's talk about life path let's go into all that good stuff you know enemies friends family all that things and and like i said as we go around everyone think of ways that their character can fit into each other's life path um and uh and if something comes up you know not not that we're trying to interrupt each other uh but when there is a point to interject if there's something that you feel fits perfect with your life path or something let's do it let's Let's connect these characters and, and have it make sense. You know what I mean? Um, but back over to you, Ellen, if you want to start it off with Allie. And uh, let's, yeah. let's go through the life path. Um, lovely. So <laughs> um, this harkens back to uh, one of our red campaigns where all the 
all the um, enemies were past lovers. That's not in uh, all true for Ali, but like all of her her life path stuff has um, at this point involved a past a past lover, um, <laughs> which kind of makes sense. You know, she works On a brand. lot with. Yeah, well, she works a lot with emotions and being the kind of person that people want to want to see, right? Um, and so, as a result, turns out that sometimes when Ali wants to be Ali, that's like at odds with uh, how people were immediately perceiving her. Um, so she she um, <laughs> kind of uh, grew up rough um kind of in the middle of the combat zone and um i feel like she kind of uh uh you know in her life path her her family are all gone um in prison or locked up or taken by you know all the other kind of cats out there who are just looking for their you know a a slice of the pie um and so she managed to kind of move out um, uh, uh, one of her exes, uh, I think, is part of a nomad gang, um, and then kind of got out, started forging her her kind of career in being being cute and malleable, and um, what people wanted to see. She wants like fame and recognition above all else. Um, yeah, she has one friend, a former lover. Um, <laughs> she has three. Um, tragic love affairs, <laughs> and oh, her and she has, yeah, and she has <laughs> one enemy that is an ex-lover. So <laughs> I feel like she gets caught up in 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 the parasocial relationship. She she gives, you know, and and after a while, you know, it can be a hard line of, am I pretending or or wouldn't it be nice to actually? I was pretending to be this person for someone. Wouldn't it actually be very nice to just keep that going for a little bit? I bet their life is a lot easier than mine. Um, Yeah, for my tragic love affairs, the first one is a personal goal or vendetta uh, came between us. (laughs) I'm not so sure about what that one is. I believe it's probably Alley Cat's um a desire for more 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 and her career path which is not always what people um you know pe- some people don't it, respect that in their partners that they was it one of those of... things of like okay now that we're serious you have to get out of the you have to get out of the game and you're like a little bit yeah a little bit and she's like why the hell would i <laughs> the old people like take you away from all this <laughs> <laughs> um she she had another lover who mysteriously vanished um whether they actually vanished or whether they just packed up their bags one night and uh ali kind of refuses to think about that acknowledge that to them they're just done finito um and one of her ex-lovers was killed in a firefight which is she can yeah yeah she can she can um she can certainly pick him um it it definitely fits in with the the 
the character role and the way that you're playing her and what she she does you know it fits in it would make sense that she has a lot of you know interactions on that level with people yeah um you know they're all tra- they're all tragic it's not like we can fit <laughs> in <tragic>. somebody <laughs> from from the team as being an ex-lover that then became friends with those stories but already I can see, you know, there's something there at least maybe if someone, was, uh, a past lover was killed in a firefight, maybe someone else for the, from the team was there and at least saved your life. Couldn't save your lovers. Maybe that's how you met somewhere in a firefight. But, uh, but, but keep going. Let's, uh, you know, keep yeah, trucking well, through. Well, one of the friends is a former lover. So I'm happy for anyone yeah. to do <laughs> Like maybe it's the thing that oh, it's yeah. like, actually, we don't work out as, as, um, relation you know uh, a romantic partnership but we have a lot of other great things and once you kind of cut that out our friendship like bloomed afterwards so i'm happy if anyone wants to do that but if not i will just make an npc and they will be dope yeah. um, <laughs> i would be willing to take that on <laughs> i was hoping i was, I was hoping it would because yeah i feel like it's like Maybe it's um, you know it's Hades and cats and like, <laughs> and then well and then once they get closer it's like, by the way there's something you should know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what you've been seeing is not totally the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like um. she would be all over that and like, oh my gosh, like you're you're pretending to be something else too. Well, um, and then. Well, for for Hades too, for uh, the friend that she has, like an older sibling (laughs) is what I have. And I imagine like maybe once it crosses past like, oh, like we get along in a different sort of way. And then it's like, we're, yo, yo, we're like this now. We're like this. We're like this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ali, Hades. Ali, Hades. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I love that idea that it's like, yeah. and, and I, I did say in the chat, I was like, I'm fairly sure that Ali plays Elfline online. Um, <laughs> if anyone wanted to meet her through that. I um, mean, listen, Hades got in, into all this because of gaming. And also one of, one of Hades' uh, tragic love affairs was a lover killed in a fight as well. Oh, no. <laughs> and also a lover that was kidnapped. Were we dating the same people? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was. Like a maybe it was a, yeah, maybe it was right? a, a triple thing that didn't work out. They got killed. Yeah, you know, crazy and then, situation. And then you guys kind of fell apart. You know, it didn't work work better as friends after that or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Since you both have the same uh, tragic situation there, you know. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that just made us even closer as yeah. kind yeah. of friends. And, and that there was always, like, that kind of strong... Um, it's the thing, right, where you sometimes mistake, uh, uh, you know, um, a chemistry with... If you are primed to expect that everyone wants a relationship out of you, mm-hmm. um, you just kind of go, oh, well, well, obviously that, that this must be a romantic partnership, but maybe it was, like, a learning thing of, like, no, no, that initial chemistry was actually mm-hmm. just we really love each other and it doesn't need to be, you We're know, like in, a, in a deeper love. Yeah. It's more like a family a th- feeling. Trans- yeah. Yeah. Misinterpreted because of your experiences and st- stuff from the past. Yeah. It yeah. totally makes sense. A- absolutely. And your worldview. Um, yeah. Also, I love that. Um, and 
just with my ex-lover, I with the rocker boy, because you kind of figure out with your... Um, it's a bit of a homebrew because Ali's a, a person of... of um, she's an entertainer, so I kind of used rocker boy as opposed to media. Um, so you kind of figure out whether you're a solo act, whether you're not. Um, I figured that my ex, my enemy, my big enemy, um, we started out as a duo, um, as a kind of, you know, creating vids together. Yeah, yeah, creative differences. Um, but then because we were initial, you know, lovers, that that just kind of business relationship and romantic one just crumbled over time. It got real, real bad. Um, and Ali was kind of more popular. So it was hard to kind of wrestle that of the jealousy of, you know, working in a relationship where it is, you know, so, um, so love and sensuality based. There's jealousy inherent in that, but then there's also jealousy because, oh my God, my partner is more successful than I am. People want to see her more than me. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that they went like straight and narrow and they like, uh, became like a media um, and now they've kind of like flipped so like where they once were really like progressive and stuff now they're like courting all those you know anti-sex work people you know the kind of more trying to get like, on net 54 and- yeah, yeah yeah and they're like Going the corruption of the youth right um, and so that's that's my kind of big enemy it's like when it's the um what would happen if you encountered them it just said verbally attack them nice. so i think quite <laughs> often it's like a barrage of ali sending her followers to like get in their chats oh yeah troll, <laughs> troll a troll army yeah. to go troll them online and, and shit yeah and vice so and vice tea. versa <laughs> sorry <laughs> so much tea being spilled oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's a so you know it's tea. a self-generating uh, content machine, right? <laughs> you got to get caught up in the wheels sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's kind of her in a nutshell. No, but- um. Plenty of room to elaborate. I'm loving yeah, yeah. the like, yeah, the weird polycule that wasn't. I love it so <laughs> well, here's much. The, here's the thing too is uh you know. I think already we can see how Ali and Hades met, built that beautiful friendship that felt like family once it was established after that tragic death, possibly, you know? I think there's a connection there. Let's, mm. Because of that, let's, let's go over uh, to Hades. Uh, describe her life path, um, knowing that it has that connection to Ali, so we can try to see where Bud and Rush can fit into that connection um, you know what I mean? Because we need to tie in the other players. Yeah. So let's let's feel. Let's I already it feel like I might have seen both of their streams. Uh oh. He could be a fan. I'm just following the, the goss. You know, maybe he's not like a fan fan. He's thirsty or anything, but he follows. Maybe well, Hades probably like, than maybe like most but... guys, he's a fan but would never admit it publicly. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I do not watch My Little Ponies. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. I just oh, love the Hades has got good gameplay, you know. Except for the for the yeah, actual, well, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so so Hades Hades comes actually from 
her parents were in the corporate world and um Ooh. yeah yeah uh and um what happened what had happened was the family was involved in a long-term conspiracy associated with a crime family and that's kind of how they had a a fall from grace as it were uh but that's how she got involved in all of the really the really ancient gaming of the time such as you know the playstation and and things of that nature <laughs> the the arcane gaming yeah the retro playstation 5 <laughs> the, the retro <laughs> um but she she started she was good so she started um just getting to where she started cracking systems just because she was bored um and i have here that she she does work with a secret partner who may be a rogue ai but also her main uh, enemy may be a rogue AI. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, it's hard to say. Um, <laughs> could be a net ghost. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, but, but she has worked. She, she initially made her money by working with fixers and things like that. Um, and uh, do getting eddies that way, getting favors and things like that. Because uh, she was good. Um she her life goal is to um hunt down the people responsible for her family's crisis i like that um uh she her most valued possession is a stuffed animal and most valued person is a pet bunny nice she has a lot of stuffed animals though so i think that's important to uh point you out you have so. a pet bunny oh my god bunny. so part, part of <laughs> Part of the solo life path is you have someone gunning for you, and I rolled a corporation is gunning for me. Ooh. So Uh-oh. maybe Uh-oh. the corporation that you you pissed off is the same one pissed off with me. I like that. The enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, well, too, anyway. with this whole life path thing, as we cross these yeah. things over, you know, I love it when it's deep like that, whether it's a family sort of feeling friendship or, you know, common enemy where it's like life and death, so you know you have to trust each other. Because of the fact that this is cyberpunk, you want it to not feel contrived and forced that these are the only people you can really trust other than, like, your boss that's paying you, so to speak, you know? Um, it's, it's hard to, you know, have it feel dangerous and have that level of paranoia and all that stuff and still at least maintain it with your own team. you got to at least, you know, be able to get a paycheck and trust the people you're working with. And I'm really loving how... Uh, I don't know, these connections have depth to it. So I would love it to be, uh, you know, a common enemy. Um, Because that can also work into, you know, future campaigns and things as well, obviously. Uh, But go go on with the life path, and then let's revisit that while, Phil, maybe you turn that over for a minute. um, Because it'd be cool to come up with some weird thing with that or something. I don't know. I know you're you're, you're a creative thinker, fellow GM here and stuff. So turn on that. All of you. I, I wonder too if perhaps he was involved with the conspiracy in some way. Not like directly involved, but like it somehow scooped him in, or uh, you know the the tendrils got to him. Um, fall, uh, fall guys, fall guys. The corporations are going to take. Responsibility Ooh, for and you being a net runner, part of that could have been you know you uncovered the hidden secret files and you were able to tell him like hey this corporation i can't stand is actually screwing you over too and then he mm-hmm. turns his back on him becomes realizes they were going to 
take him out after he took you out somehow. You see what I'm saying? Like maybe there's something mm-hmm. there. Keep thinking about that. But but go on with your life, but let's see what else you got. Um, let's see. What else is there? Uh I think that's most that's most of what I got. The um yeah, program most of my programs come from a local fixer who supplies them in exchange for work. Um Rush is a and fixer. Then, yeah, we got we got a rogue rogue AI somewhere. Yeah. Hovering around in the dark. I love that option. So I like that I like there's a rogue AI that could possibly be you know, a friend or a potential partner, but also potential. Apparently it's both. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the same, you know, I don't know. I love that. That's really cool. Um but yeah, no, I've been thinking about that too. Rush being the fixer. Buddy, buddy, buddy pal, friend. What was that? Uh I missed what Phil Phil, did you say something? Oh, I was just wondering if you did your current like your current friendships. Um yeah, my current my main current friend is uh like an older sibling, which also oh, apparently yes, I remember. was yeah, you said, a yeah. lover as well. Oh yeah, we had that torrid thing. Sassy. With... Torrid <laughs> spicy. <laughs> so spicy. spicy. Yeah. It's <laughs> There's there's a veil there, everybody. Yeah, but that, and that, and that you'll can, you'll never know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that right there, at least that that incorporates both sides of that friend and tragic love affair sort of situation into the same character of being able to know Ali, and that kind of ties all that in. Um, I yeah. like the the enemy corporate thing could possibly be tying Bud in. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to tie in Rush a little deeper than only being maybe the fixer hookup, but I do like him possibly being your fixer hookup for gigs. Anybody that has possible fixer hookups would be Rush. I love that. Mm-hmm. But we need something a little deeper to make it. He's not just your go-to fixer, but also he's mm-hmm. family or helped you in the past. You know, the same way where everyone else is working in. But let's let's go over to uh, Bud, Phil, um, and let's go through his since we, cool. we might have a possible tie to Hades with that corporate thing. Yeah, I think there's definitely room there, and and um, yeah, I'll see if I can tie myself a bit closer to Rush because there's not that much coming in yet between okay. Rush and the others. So we'll see how we go there. But I will, yeah, I'll go through piece by piece. So in my solo specific life path, uh, the type of fixer I am is vigilante for hire, and with a with a little bit of a mix of muscle for hire. So I feel like you know he lives in his cargo container in Upper Marina and people need shit done around the place and they know this guy's got a assault rifle and nothing to lose so you know that's how he gets his eddie so like hey these people are a pit you know are causing trouble in the neighborhood you know they're up to no good uh and they pay me to go do it uh so his morals are spare the innocent so while he is you know nihilistic and free he he, he doesn't just go after anybody he's not a hitman. um and uh, the territory I operate in is the purview of a local fixer. So I feel like um, there's maybe like a, an established working relationship with, with Rush. That maybe, yes, it's, it's professional, but maybe it goes deeper than that. They've been around doing stuff together long enough that they are one of those true friends. Um, and, and he knows that, you know... There are fixers out there who will give you, who will dump you in the shit. Maybe this is what happened with the with the entanglement with Hades, um, but uh, well, Rush you, isn't one of those people. And you mentioned the, uh, you know, first off, I, I love that. Like I said, any incorporation of him being the go-to fixer for any of the characters. But the deeper level on that too is 
you mentioned uh, protecting the neighborhood. Uh, what yeah. was that? Back up just a, a minute on on that a because yeah, because uh, you know, and I don't know what Russia's life path is. We'll get into that. But part of a fixer, obviously, having their home base. I was hoping that he would know the upper marina, but it's perfectly fine that everybody's from other parts of Night City. But if somehow that could mesh into where maybe the district or, or at least the neighborhood that you're kind of helping protect, he's the go-to fixer of not just you guys individual, but of that neighborhood. He kind of works out of there, and maybe he's the one that speaks for the neighborhood to you as security to help handle things. And you've built up that you know, multiple layers of working relationships because of that and then being a fixer that can get gigs. That's just face value thoughts. I'd love to take it even deeper, but that's just that face value of what you said. But, uh, uh, Rocket had something to add. Yeah, Rocket, did you? I, I did. Me, calling me. Um, so <laughs> be, because, uh, Bud is a vigilante and also has a corporation that is, well, not so pleased with them, I'm wondering if perhaps Hades being the, excellent net runner that she is might have found out some information about Bud and would have been like, hey, this seems like some... And and not having to have that conversation, like finding Bud and having to have the conversation like, hey, you could take out the people that killed my family. You can you do that, right? Like, this is something that you do. And Bud would be like, I, I don't do that. <laughs> and she'd be like, no, 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 but you, but you would for me, right? You, you will do that, you know, and have... And like, and she keeps coming back and coming back. And like, there starts to develop a relationship because she, like, she just doesn't get that, like, he, that's not what he does, but she's, like, so <laughs> bent on, like, trying to get vengeance for this whole thing that she's like, well, I don't know anybody else, you're the only one, you do this thing, you just do it. Um, Maybe there's, like, an old joke of, like, yeah, when you find me a million eddies, I'll go against this corporation solo for you. <laughs> Have you got a million eddies yet? I like yeah, that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, okay, next, maybe later <laughs> You know, but kind of like an annoying kid who just like keeps coming around, like, "Hey, so you're you're gonna do this for me? You're gonna kill these people who, who made my family suffer?" Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, oh. I just got a few other things to handle first. But yeah, I'll get right on. Yeah, See me next good. week. Um... <laughs> um, yeah, I maybe like the idea that um, maybe I, I think it was something Rob suggested, like, was maybe you found out like a corporation was going to use me as a as a full guy and and we spread that to me and was like hey uh, you you you're expendable at the end of this gig and that saved my life and pissed off the corporation in one move because i was like haha um sliding out of the way uh, so yeah that's a, that's a possibility as well i like that a lot because uh, it feels very cyberpunk it feels very yeah. like you know they're about to backstab you I don't know, I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, if I'm a viewer and you're like, hey, actually, by the way. <laughs> well, the nice, thing, the nice yeah. thing about that, too, is that uh, at that point in time, Hades wouldn't have revealed the true face of Hades. It probably still would have been yeah. the so, face. It would have just been like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> you're expecting <laughs> coming after you after this. Can we work, Brandon? Sorry, too. Well, to work with that, it's possible that you could have gone through Rush to contact him because Rush uh, as a side deal uh, gets contracts for solos. So you would know that he would be able to find solos. Uh, so that, that would be a good way. Maybe I provided contracts for you, Phil. Um, you know, to, <laughs> uh, so that's a possibility uh, for a connection there. Yeah, I like cool. that. At least I like that, that 
initial sort of light introduction of getting to know, but then tying in that deeper, you know, maybe, maybe that's the initial met him through rush. We all work, you know, trying to hire him, obviously. Okay. A million eddies. I'll do it. You know, that sort of light fun meeting, but then going deeper when Hades finds out that there was going to be a hit on butt or something, maybe because I still like to work in that deeper level because obviously if you save his life, then there's a hundred percent trust there. And, you know, well, there's there's potential, I think, for um, I know that you've kind of got the like an older sibling thing going with Allie, right? Um, but I also have a friend that's like a younger sibling, and uh, so when you mentioned that, I was thinking, okay, well, what if that is like let's what if what if it's not one sided? But yeah, I know we can get to that later. No, no I, yeah. I like that right there because uh, you know then there's two ways that everybody is connected uh, mm. beyond that first one where at least Allie and Hades have that tragic love affair sort of thing that, you know, broke them into realizing it was more of like a family love and, and sisterly, almost best friends thing. But within that, yeah, maybe Rush could be the older brother vibe to his younger sister vibe, which is either Hades or Allie, which ties you in at least on a deeper level with one of them mm. that gets you trusted to the other. Started you, you know, just getting light gigs introduced bud through a gig through hades even though there's that million dollar eddies thing you know go up against a big corporation but then saving his life you know finding out about that corrupt thing which got him uh which got trust from bud all that kind of is tying in i like that a lot um but continue yes, to the history yeah 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 let's let's uh bud continue on and then okay. let's we'll revisit those i love these ideas though oh yeah cool so yeah pushing on through mine uh, there's like a South American cultural origin, which is, I think, quite loose because of the Drift Nation part I'll get to as well. Um, clothing style, we're going to go over that hairstyle. Uh, most valued thing is uh, authenticity. Uh, I kind of That's my interpretation of the honor role that I got. Um, as, a, as a sort of a, a punk and a nihilist, uh, people just being real is really important to him. And, you know, he... He gets that people have avatars and express themselves through those things. For him, that's not being fake, being uh, being like two-faced and uh, being like a corporate douchebag is, is being inauthentic, being um, not having integrity. So he 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 don't don't interpret that as him thinking like he would instantly hate ali or or hades for having a persona that's just necessary things to survive it's more about yeah just that punk thing of just being being real and just and just like holding on to the truth of who you are uh and that pays into his kind of neutral feelings about people he just kind of takes people as they come uh and reserves judgment most value person no one <laughs> no attachments no attachments uh, too, life is too short and people die too easily for that. Uh, his most value possession, I also rolled uh, a one on his weapon, which I forgot to mention. Uh, his signature melee weapon, uh, while he you know, he, he does use his smart link assault rifle, his signature weapon and, and, and most value possession is a bow staff, um, which goes with oh. his... Uh, he uses with his karate uh, style. So there's the kind of armor-breaking combination with that, so he's got this it's called Gambit style bow staff, which he uses to smash up people's armor with his, his karate. And I believe it's probably like a gift with, from someone who like taught him to fight in his younger years. This kind of like special weapon. Would that still um, be a, a men, uh, ongoing mentor? Did you you have anything like that? Maybe. 
Or would that just be someone in the uh, past? So maybe I have that... two friends. Two of my friends are just like I just robbed them from the street. They're like current okay. friends that met from the street. So it could be one of those people who's still in his life, uh, but it could be someone from from the past as well. He's no longer attached to. So I grew up. Uh, family background was like Warren rats, like mega structure Warren rats. But I've sort of tweaked that a bit for him being part of a drift nation. So these are these like floating cities outside of like national jurisdiction, and I feel like Warren Megastructure Warren Rat kind of ties into that as being just a different version of it. Oh yeah. Where there's all these people living in these kind of slums, shanty towns on top of this floating city, uh, and so he's part of that. He's like literally adrift from everything, and then his family crisis is his family were scattered to the winds. So that's a reason for him to like leave that behind, come ashore, make a new life because. You know, maybe something. I would imagine life would be super precarious. We just live in open water, you know, away from from any uh, kind of jurisdiction. Maybe there was some horrible accident or some terrible kind of unrest or fight there that that basically ended up his whole family killed or fled. He just doesn't know where they are anymore. Um, so that's part of where, where his kind of like lack of attachments come from. Like everything from his past is is gone basically it's out there in the sea and and coming to night city is totally fresh new start he literally grew up adrift yeah that's right that's right i don't want to be too on the nose (laughs) it's thematic no be on the nose Uh, (laughs) it's a beautiful nose i didn't roll any specific enemies apart from in my uh, my gunning for you solo life path, which is this corp that's after me. Uh, friends, I have two friends from the streets. I imagine they're just like people he's picked up recently. One of those would be Bud, I think. Not Bud Rush, that's me, I'm Bud. Uh, would be Rush, <laughs> someone who's yeah. like learned from a professional contact into like an actual friendship, someone who has beers with and talks about the state of the, the local neighborhood. Um, and, and what goes on there and then i hadn't really decided on the other friend but again i think it's a recent short-term attachment doesn't let you'd things be, get too deep yeah it'd be cool to keep that one just as like a back pocket gm sort of tool or I something you know so, what i mean just yeah. well, that'll be an npc yeah. one day maybe um but i do like I your idea so, yeah. of yeah the other one tying that into rush so then once again everyone's multifaceted with how they're connected you know like You've got the Hades trust because of saving the life. The corp will define that corp. But the rush thing could be like one of the few actual friends you met since Night City so new to you because of leaving the family and starting a new in the city. You know, maybe he's the fixer that helped get you gigs and, you know, like yeah, the, the I mean, one I, true friend. I feel like, like it, 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 it flows quite nicely. You know, if you if you come off the, the sea, you know, coming out of the ocean, you end up in the marina. That's the first place you land. So true. And then, Hey, look! I'm good at killing people. Uh, can you find me? <laughs> um, and then, you know, from you know, just the rest is history. Um, and then my last thing is the tragic love affairs. One tragic love affair killed again, as as, as everyone's lover in this game killed in some sort of fight. Was uh, it the same person? May- Ooh. <laughs> That'd be messed it's up. It's a four-pronged polycule. Yeah, now it's getting. <laughs> yeah, they were all dating. They were all dating. Now, if, if if that happens, then we got to bring Rush in because he's going to be the only one out, and that'll just be mean. No, we were, we were basically all involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really awkward. One crazy we weekend. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, so I, I didn't know whether that would be something that's happened recently or something like 
that was part of being back on the Drift Nation, and that's another thing to leave behind. Yeah, I would like that to keep another... that... Yeah, let's keep that one, too, as, you know, potential life path uh, campaign involvement stuff or whatever, because we have enough ties with the with the other things we've yeah. come up with with Bud there, that if we do any more, I think it'll be too much, you know, to intertwine that, like yeah. we just said, you know, is it going to be a foursome at that point? And then is Rush left out? That's sad. And like, I don't know, we're going to get crazy. We're going to get crazy. Yeah, um, I think things I, are going to get tied I, up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the thing that, that it's, it's, everything that happened out there was kind of fine until it wasn't. And then it's like a clean break mm. from everything that's that's back in that old life. Um, that makes kind of good sense to me for, for how he, his worldview. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's fun. I love that. Perfect. Yeah, and Steve at Sirenskip says he lo- he loves a quintet. Now is that personal or you mean for the game? Are we get a little too much information here, Steve? Or I don't know. I don't know what Weekend, what's anyway. Yeah, what's the motivation behind that comment, Steve? Steven. Uh, all right, let's move on. Rush. Let's Brandon tell us about Rush. Uh, let's get into life path. And uh, you've got it. You know. You're the last one here to dive in the life path. You have the luxury. Mm. You hear everyone else's and how they're connecting. So feel free to, Perfect. you know, be flexible yeah, with your life path and make it work. That's partly why I've been a little quiet, too, because uh, I'm, I've been looking for things that could tie together, but I also didn't want to interrupt uh, some, of the, uh, some of the awesome chemistry that was happening. Um, so uh, true to my smooth talk in nature, I have no enemies, but two of my friends are former enemies. Uh, so I have three friends, two former enemies, and one that's like a younger sibling. So since there's three people in the party, I thought, you know, they might fit, but I don't know if you wanted to, to, you know, have something, uh, apply to somebody that's not in the party. Um, but having former enemies could be a lot of fun because i don't know like maybe maybe i pissed off alley cats at some point <laughs> you know maybe it's entirely maybe... possible <laughs> yeah i honestly i kind of you know i kind of like the idea if you have those and they can, can kind of fit in with the others being a fixer the fact that you're getting everyone's gigs you, you kind of that role is the networker you know so it would kind of make sense that maybe you know along the way you, you upset some people um, that then became friends, you know, because maybe it wasn't so detrimental to their life or their livelihood that it just ruined your guys' relationship. You were able to get past it somehow and even build from yeah. it, maybe. Maybe there's something to that that you, you built from and can look back and laugh about, maybe. I don't know. Um, well, it, this kind of ties don't, and don't into... Feel like don't feel like if we use all those that I'm not going to, for all characters, make up other past things and we'll have fun with it as we go, obviously, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, well there's plenty to work with um so there's another thing that had rolled up as part of my uh life path as part of being a fixer which is that a former client thinks i ripped them off and um i i wrote as an extra on there i did and uh (laughs) so i'm thinking that could be one of my former enemies is this person that i ripped off and as a result of smooth talking into like an actual true friendship um, it just makes us even that much tighter because like we've gotten through this, they know who I am, uh, and I have a better idea of who they are, you know, so it's, it's a big hump to have and gotten you, over. And maybe, yeah, you respect that they actually were witty enough to catch what you were doing and you were able to kind of laugh about it, not rip them off, move forward from there and then have that common respect. Like, damn, he was, yeah. he was slick enough. He was actually going to do that to me, but I was slick enough to catch it. And he was, res- you know, and I don't know you guys, maybe game there's a, a common, game, 
Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I wonder if that's. I mean, Ali's got like a business in her skill set. I wonder if that, that could be the thing where it's like maybe maybe she's relying on you or she approaches you to try and like I don't know, kind of sell some of her more risque brain dances. Um, yeah. you know, or kind of get get to a certain market and like I don't know, the percentages are just a little bit off. <laughs> and she's just kind of like, this doesn't really add up, but, uh, you know, you want to tell me about that? And then it's like the, I like your chutzpah, kid. <laughs> it could even be funny. Kitty, 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 come no. on. It's a finder's fee. <laughs> this is how this business works. I thought you knew this. You said you knew business. Come on. <laughs> well, you did shift stuff in less than a day, so I it- guess... That was a one-time fee. They call me Rush for a reason, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're all right, Rush. Maybe, you are okay. <laughs> maybe when maybe when Allie figures that out too, she's like hitting up Hades, like, "Hey, can you hit up that Sola that you know? I think this dude's kind of taking a little too much from me, and I need to, you know." And he hits up Bud, and then Bud's like, "Wait, this is the fixer? I actually know this guy." And like, it all comes together. Like, wait, we all know each other? Holy shit! Yeah, okay, yeah, can we yeah. stop? Can we stop doing this to each other? Can we start being friends? Now? Yeah. It would also be funny if if uh, if Phil was also um, a former enemy, and the reason why is because he took a shot at my head or something. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know, I like that. It, it was a hit gone bad. Ended up friends. Yeah, <laughs> I like all of that, especially if it's a, because of that same situation. You know. Yeah. There we go. It all ties together. <laughs> yeah. Making the money. Uh, tragic love affairs. Uh, one didn't work out. The other one went cyber psycho. Very tragic. Um, family crisis. Uh, they were exiled uh, from the nomads uh, because they were doing side deals with Raf and Shiv. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so there's some shadiness in my family's past as well. Okay. Um, Are you I've still close with the family? How do you picture that? You know, if they got exiled for doing I, all that, how do you feel about that? How does Rush feel about that? Um, there's a, a bit of a lack of respect. There's a distance. They're a phone call away, but I don't go to see them on Thanksgiving or anything like that. Uh, so it, it's one of those things where, like, I've, I've distanced myself from the life. I, I don't bother. Like, I, I'm tired of sleeping in cars, you know? So I got a cube motel or, like, a cube apartment, and that's where I'm staying. Um, and that's part of the life goals as well, trying to forget a past life. So he's trying to create a new legacy uh, without being tied to the old. Um so, yeah, uh, most valued person is a friend. So, I guess one of one of my friends will be most valued. Uh, most valued possession is a photograph. Um, I haven't decided what the photograph is, uh, but I it may not necessarily be somebody I know, but something that was torn out of a magazine or something that just reminds me of I don't know something in, inspiring in some way. Yeah, like yeah, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And um, other than that. Uh, his main deals that he brokers are as a fence for scavengers that uh, steal from corpos and uh, from combat zones. Perfect. No, I think that's great. Um, Yeah, I think we have everyone tied in to where, like I said, there's a little, you know, light... I don't know how to word it properly, but maybe like a light relationship. Like, oh, I know him from doing gigs, or I know that... And then there's also, like, a deeper option, you know what I mean, to where everyone should be able to know each other enough to to be friends, but then maybe not 
everyone with everyone, but everyone with at least somebody else in the group even deeper than that. You know what I mean? So everyone together collectively trusts each other enough, someone that trusts someone else enough to where you know that your team is a team and you can trust each other, you've been through enough. Does that make sense? Anything else that anybody wants to add uh, to any of this life path stuff, any of these connection things we talked about? Um, and, and also if any details come into mind about what corporation or what industry they might be in, obviously we can flesh those out as we get into future campaigns and things develop. But if you did have something in mind with any of these life path things or enemies or, or whatever, uh, speak up and let me know. We can we can talk about that as well. Well, so I had... Oh, sorry, you go, Phil. Thank you. Uh, uh, there's just a small detail, though, with, um, with Rush. If your main thing is uh, doing fencing for scavengers, maybe one of the main things is sending Bud to be protection for those scabs in the hot zone or combat zones. It's like, oh, they're going out, they're going out to raid a water treatment, oh, water treatment plan. Here's your eddies to go, you know, do overwatch with them, you know, make sure they come back all right. That could be nope. the, like day-to-day kind of stuff. That works with the solo contracts too, so. Oh, yeah. That'll be great, and we can incorporate all that sort of stuff when we do our side hustles, because, you know, in between campaigns, mission jobs you have to do for district PD, things like that. There will be downtime here and there because obviously you're going to need to heal. People are going to need to make a little side money hustling in between and things. And that'd be great if when side hustle rolls and, and those you know come into play, uh, you fill those details from the chart with rush or like you just did. I think that's a great idea, Phil. Yeah. That's awesome. I've got to save mm. up first from Speedway. So. <laughs> Um, I was just going to say I was uh, looking at my character sheet and this is the thing of like rolling for life path, right? Um, Ali's most valuable possession is a stuffed toy too. So I don't know if that's more tragic bonding where it used to belong to our partner. Yeah, yeah. And well, the fact Hades has all the the stuffed animals too, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking that maybe it's a reminder of this person that they lost. I like that. Um, Maybe it could even be... uh, Well, no, maybe too much if it's a bunny. (laughs) Because then you have a fake one. You have a stuffed bunny. Hades has a real one. But no, that'd be be too goofy maybe. I don't know. People get stuffed toys because... Or people get given stuffed stuffed toys because they have a pet. That's true. You know? They're like, hey, you like bunnies. And one thing only, right? (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly... (laughs) And then you end up with 20, like, Mm -hmm. rabbit toys ceramics yeah. and you don't know how your life spiraled out of control this way but anyway <laughs> enough about me um i also wondered if maybe uh like with the creation of like my my enemy maybe they are like like they're a media maybe they're the face of this corp that you hate so much uh and yes. that you know has has set bud up for a fall and they're that kind of they're that smooth talking like yeah I like public the, relations kind of person. I think Phil mm. mentioned uh, uh, Network Fifty Four, and there could be something there. You know, they are the big mega corp news outlet. They're pretty cutthroat to get there, you, as you can imagine. That it, there could be something there. You know, and we could make it that, and it it could be that significant of an enemy for everyone too. You know, not that they're publicly gunning for you twenty four seven and trying to you know have bad publicity for their company. But, you know, if they can get away with it behind closed doors or do something, you know, they'll be out for you. I think that might be a good one. And like you said, it fits into the media side of it. 
Uh, if that's something it's fun to have a, a media corp enemy because you think, oh, you know, it's going to be Militech or one of the biotech companies. Right. Right? I think media companies are just as ruthless. Oh, God, yeah. And Maybe so even, much more insidious. More way. Yeah. 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 So I, like I, I have a secret partner with corporate connections, and this could tie into that somehow as well. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I so love how we all just went like. I can see the gears turning in Rob's head. Yeah, there could be something there uh, because maybe, it, you know, there's someone that's two facing there, you know, and maybe that's how you kind of found out more of that info to confirm uh, that Hades found out from the system or something. There could be something there. Um, but yeah, I love all that. And that stuff, you know, like I said, we'll flesh out some of that stuff as we go into campaigns. Um, not that I want to give away too much, but our first run, our, our starting campaign is, you know, kind of focused in, in what it's going to be. There might be some incorporation of a life path or something. Who knows? You know, I've got some ideas here. But then moving forward after that, obviously, that's when other things will come into play. And this is going to be, uh, you know, a weekly ongoing. So as much as I'm, you know, there's going to be things that the district PD obviously is giving to you as an investigative uh, uh, task force. You know, they're going to give you gigs that you have to do or whatever. Um, just as much as I do that, there, like I said, there's going to be opportunity for side arcs. It is an open world. During downtime, there's going to be other things you can pursue. I'm going to try to incorporate life path stuff and different things. Even when we're in the middle of a campaign, maybe it'll go on a side tangent for a couple sessions and then getting back to it. Who knows? We'll see. But, um, but I think we're there. I think we've got, got it all tied together. Um, I think I have enough ammo for future stuff, like I was saying. Um, I think I know what what where you know what I can pull to kind of get started with what I have planned for next week. Um, that being said, uh, I do want to just say uh, everybody in chat, thanks so much for chatting in and contributing ideas. Everything that you heard here with the life path, uh, everything that we're planning. If you have any other ideas to kick out, do it now. Uh, just you know, throw out any any ideas that you had while we were talking. And if not, no biggie. I feel like. Our players here, you know, all of you came up with such great ideas and the way that we're incorporating them and twisting it up, I, I love it. I'm 100% satisfied. But I do want to give chat, uh, the chance here if they had any creative ideas that they want to contribute. Um, that being said, while we give them that time, uh, I do want to remind everyone, make sure that you follow and subscribe to uh, uh, Sirenscape here on Twitch. Uh, if you're watching it on the YouTube, the VOD version, make sure you go over to Twitch and uh, follow and subscribe to Sirenscape so you don't miss the live streams that we're doing every week, Thursday at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, so let's go around the table just one more time. Uh, give yourself a shout-out so everybody knows you know, who you are, where they can find you. Uh, Ellen, you want to start it off? Uh, thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone in chat. Um, loving, loving the bants, the good quality bants that's going on there and some really cool ideas that I'm going to steal uh, viciously. Um, I'm Ellen Graham. You can find me on Twitter at Ellen K Graham one. And if you have any ideas about Ali, just slide into my DMs. It's all good. It's all ready for you. I stretched. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can also catch uh, what... I do and uh, my my lovely collaborations with Mr. Phil at Baby Beard Media, our RPG podcast, Roll to Cast, which is a different game each season, different characters, new stories. And also we have a YouTube channel where we do Let's Plays. And at the moment I'm playing my favorite game of all time, Dragon Age Origins. I'm so, it's such a scam. I get to do this 
for work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, and I want to say uh, here in chat, Capricious Nature, my buddy Zach, uh, he, he leads up our Scream Sheet project at Cyberpunk Uncensored. Um, and he put in there that uh, uh, Phil and Ellen, he, he has his voice acting girlfriend hooked on your podcast for Red. So happy to see more. Um, so I just wanted to shout that out because I think I think it is great. I'm a fan of, of your your podcast as well, um, and your actual play. So everyone should check that out when you get a chance. Um, but yeah, Rocket. Yes, I am Rocket Fox. Uh, you can find me anywhere Rocket Foxes can be found. Uh, that's that's my name pretty much anywhere. Um, but I'm over on my own channel. Um, I'm gonna be we're gonna be bringing in a horror. Uh, RP game coming up soon. That's going to be a full cast uh, production, so I'm real excited about that. I've been wanting to get my my freaky self on, so um, uh, you can find me over there. You can find me on Instagram, where I do a lot of witchy looks and stuff like that, if that's your deal. Uh, but then you can also find me. My podcast is called Fantastically Strange. If you dig weird science and history, it is for you. Check it out. Um, but I'm also going to be here, and I am super stoked about it, especially after this session zero, where I get to be amongst these amazing and incredible and beautiful people, uh, just kicking some butt. So that's me. Oh yeah, hundred percent concur. Great team here. I'm so excited. Uh, Phil. Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, I won't cover everything that that, that Ellen said. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gruff is S-K-K-R-U-F um, and uh, so apart from the Baby Beard Media stuff uh, I'm on the YouTube channel currently playing Knights of the Old Republic which I haven't played before and it holds up extremely well, the game is tons of fun um, e- even if we're frustrating by people by not reading the stealth descriptions of them. <laughs> uh, but if you want to see more of my Subpunk Red stuff uh Go to John John the Wise's channel, where Elle and I play with our other Baby Beard uh, collaborators in a four-part series uh, set in uh, Heaven, the Anarchist Skyscraper uh, in uh, Little Asia. Or um, you can go to uh, the Sirenscape YouTube channel, where these VODs will be up, uh, and you can find the campaign Animal Limp, which uh, I did with some awesome people as well, helped by Artosaurian Games and, and supported by Sirenscape. Uh, if you want to get a bit of a flavor for the cyber, uh, cyberpunk stuff that I do as well, please check that out. Yeah, everyone sh- Yeah, everyone definitely go over to uh, Sirenscape's YouTube channel. You can see all the archived uh, episodes of that, and it, it was a lot of fun, really cool. Um, and, man, you, you killed it. I know there, there was some hiccups there. You know, a uh, player couldn't make it on a session. You know, man, for you to, to GM, you killed it. It was awesome. It was such a great story, Thank and you. it was entertaining. It was fun, and do, you doing the voices and all that. You're great. It was awesome. Everyone should go check that out. Um, Brandon. Yeah, so I, I do a ton of stuff with Realmsmith, like I said before. Uh, we stream every Monday night at 7 p.m. Uh, I've also done a bunch of voice work on uh, Sirenscape sound sets, uh, not just the Realmsmith ones, but also some of the Curse of Strahd as well. And, and um yeah, there's potential for more, I think, in the future. Um, and I do a lot of writing, uh, mostly modules, but I'm working on a novel right now. Um, and you can find me at uh, DM underscore Brando pretty much everywhere, but not TikTok. I haven't done that yet. I'm, I'm an old fogey, so I haven't, I don't know, it's all new to me. But yeah, that's how you can find me. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I'm Rob Mulligan. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mulligan101, so Mulligan101. But uh, the main thing that I push is Cyberpunk Uncensored. Uh, you can go to cyberpunkuncensored.com and see, you'll find all the links to everything that we have going on. And I say we because we've built this community of GMs and uh, creative asset uh, creators, I guess. Uh, you know, We just have a community of people um, contributing awesome things. If you go to the site, you'll see all the different free assets and cool stuff that you can use. Um, and like I said, you'll see links to the, the gameplay interviews. I have a complete crash course tutorial on Cyberpunk Red. So anybody interested in learning how to play Cyberpunk Red, uh, go to the Cyberpunk Uncensored YouTube and you'll see uh, the playlists, uh, the one for the, the complete crash course tutorial. I cover all the mechanics of Cyberpunk Red. And then I have other series um, like the Deep Dive. Phil joined me for one of those. I have other GMs joining me and we just deep dive the different roles and, and talk about uh, the ways that these roles can um, just be dynamic and, and interesting and unique. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff there. Uh, so go check it all out. Hey, we do. Was that? Forgot our. Uh, we do a monthly roundtable for for cyberpunk GMs. Yeah, well. that's right. We got the GM roundtable. Although this month and next month might be skipped because of all the filmmaking stuff that I'm doing. Because that was supposed to be uh, this Saturday. It's the second Saturday of every month. But uh, you know, I've got so much uh, filmmaking stuff coming up. Uh, I direct, produce. I do production design. So does my beautiful wife. Um, we've got some big film stuff coming up next month, and we're prepping all this month for it. So uh, my my plate is full. But yeah, check out all those archives on the Cyberpunk Uncensored YouTube, the GM Roundtable, such great tips and things there, and we will be bringing that back soon. Um, that being said, don't forget, everybody, follow, subscribe to Sirenscape on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, check out their website. Uh, they have awesome sound design uh, assets and things you can use and tools uh, to bring your role-playing game to life. It's really amazing. Uh, and we're happy to be here. I'm extremely proud to run this weekly game and to play with all of you players, uh, to do it in front of all you awesome people from the community that are here in chat. Uh, so that being said, um, I think we're going we're gonna to call it. This was a great session zero. I'm satisfied with it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we'll see you next Thursday. Take care.